Alrighty, happy Saturday morning. It's 7.15 on September 16th, and I'm headed to Ruston, headed over to Lincoln Parish Park. It's a uh, great, I think it's a city-owned, maintained park, uh, but it's got a great mountain bike trail that uh, is, I think, kind of world-renowned, but they have a lot of events there for mountain bikes, but it's also a really good running trail, and they host a trail run there. They do a 50K or a 20 mile or a 10 mile in November, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And I've always wanted to do it, but have never done it. But this year I am going to do it. I'm uh, thinking about doing the 20 miler. I know for sure I'll do the, either the 20 miler, but I'm kind of thinking about doing the 50K, uh, which is 32 miles, 31, 32, somewhere in there. And I'm thinking about doing that because leading up to the Rocky 50, uh, I'm, I'm, I've got two marathons that I'll do and a 27 miler that I'll do so I'm kind of thinking maybe doing something a little bit longer would be good but also don't want to do too much and get injured or burn out going into the race so I don't know I've been thinking about that and I'm gonna run it today um, it's a 10 mile loop and so like for the 50k you do that three times so I've got to do 12 miles today so I'm thinking about doing one full loop and then going like out and back a mile and back or I might just go six miles and then turn around and come back I'm not really sure I've, I've run out there one time but it was about two years ago in September went out there with a group of people from Octane Training and we ran for I think it was maybe six or seven miles and I remember it being pretty challenging just real rooty and hilly um, so that's the thing like Monroe and Sterlington where we live is super flat but once you cross the Washita River and go over into West Monroe and then further down 20 towards Calhoun, Ruston, and beyond, it gets very hilly. So that'll be good to get some training. But my goal and kind of how I wrote out my training plan was to get at least three runs out on the uh, Lincoln Parish Park trails before I do the Big Dog Run, which is in late November. So this is the first of those. Um, the, the area in town where I normally run, when I go into Monroe, like what I did last Saturday into the trail down there, the Race for the Cure is happening today, and that's a huge event here. So it's just going to be crawling with people. My normal quiet bathroom and parking lot where I normally park and kind of set up camp is going to be just absolutely packed. So I did not, I wanted to avoid that area today. So I thought it'd be a good time to head over to Ruston. So it's about a 30, 40 minute drive. So I might come in a couple different times, just different thoughts about long runs, training. Um, I, I did notice this morning when I got up. So I was say I got up about 545 because I knew I wanted to leave about 715. So I got up at 545. And normally for breakfast, I'll have oatmeal, some peanut butter, about a tablespoon of peanut butter and either a banana or some blueberries. And that's what I'd gotten used to having on my Saturdays before my long um, brick workouts leading up to the Ironman. So that's where you do like a long bike ride and then a 30, 45 minute run right afterwards. And that worked really well for uh, those brick, run, brick workouts and then also for just different triathlons I've done. But what I found is eating that oatmeal and then going straight into just a run without having that bike to kind of absorb those calories and have it just a little bit easier on the digestion system going straight from the oatmeal to a run even if it's about an hour and a half to two hours later it's still kind of rough on the digestive track i've had about two to three miles in make some pit stops on my last few long runs so 
trying to switch up the, which is gross, and you know, TMI, but that, when you're doing running stuff, that is definitely a part of it. So, trying to switch up my breakfast a little bit. I had just a piece of toast with peanut butter and a banana, so we'll see how that goes. I have a little, like, tiny, tiny little sample cliff bar that I might eat maybe about 15 minutes out from Rustin just to get a little boost of calories. But overall, feeling good. Um, I had a good dinner last night, pretty restful evening. I'll probably, I'm almost at the five minute mark. Wow. So I might come back, uh, with a little bit of info on kind of leading up to today's run, but overall feeling good, ready to get it, get it done. All right. So just a few thoughts on using your training time as a way to practice stuff for race day. So like I mentioned, uh, in my earlier recording, you know, I'm testing out kind of a new breakfast with the toast and the peanut butter because the oatmeal just wasn't working. And so that's one of those things I'm grateful. You know, I've got several months before the 50 miler to really dial in what I'm going to have that morning for breakfast. So, you know, thankfully I've got several Saturday long runs leading up to that, several races leading up to that. So hopefully when it comes to race day, you know, I'll be able to eat the exact same thing and know how my body's going to handle it. And that's super important, you know, if you're going to try any sort of new gels or fuel or if you want to experiment with eating solid foods like potatoes or sweet potatoes or a sandwich or anything like that, it's good to do that while you're training. I know for me, like at the Ironman, I know it's a little different because during the run we were doing a lot of walking, but at those aid stations, my gosh, you come up to them and there's cookies and chips and candy and Red Bull. And I don't think I've ever had a Red Bull in my life, but I had like three that day, or at least three little cups, because it was just so good. But my stomach was definitely feeling it because I just wasn't used to eating all that different stuff and trying to run. Thankfully, things didn't go too bad. And actually, a lot of that stuff made me feel better. But it's just important to know kind of what you're, uh, what you're getting into and how you're gonna, your body's going to react. And especially at a lot of these longer trail runs, they'll have aid stations with like Oreos and gummy bears and soup, quesadillas, all kinds of stuff, which your body needs that amount of just quick calories when you're putting out that much effort over to that much or over that expanded period of time, extended period of time. So, you know, I'm not, probably going to bring out a bag of Oreos with me on a run, but I might bring a couple like Fig Newtons or something just to see, you know, how I do with solid food three, four, five hours into a run. Uh, so that way my, my body doesn't just revolt once I'm out during the race. But, um, also want to give a pro tip of when you're out running sort of any distance, probably over to, you know, three miles. I think it's always handy to know where a bathroom is and kind of how quickly you can get to it because when you're out there running you know your body is going to do what it's going to do and sometimes when nature calls there's nothing you can do about it other than get to a bathroom ASAP so I always like to know that when I'm running like out in Sterlington at home I've got obviously my house but then we've got uh, the football stadium there's bathrooms that are unlocked 24 7 there are, and the worst comes to worst, there is a lot of new construction, new neighborhoods being built, new homes coming up, and so there's a lot of porta potties. And I am not ashamed at all to duck into a porta potty just in the, you know, in a, on a street, <laughs> a residential street, because I mean, if you got to go, you got to go. And thankfully, that does not happen too much. But if it does, that's you know, you need to get somewhere. 
Um, and my husband Chad, he actually heard a podcast one time that said out of, I don't know who did this study. I would not have wanted to have been a part of this, but they did a study on like who has the worst porta potties and looked at construction sites, major festivals, and then running races. And they said, hands down, the running porta potties were the worst. And I believe it, man, it gets pretty gross. And so that's where I actually try to avoid porta potties and try to find out where real bathrooms may be is at a race. But um, so ducking into like a construction site bathroom, those things are awesome compared to the finish line or the, the starting line of a of a road race. Uh, I have not done any trail races yet, so not quite sure what the bathroom situation is there. I know the great thing is a lot of them are done in parks, like state parks or uh, places like that. So there's like physical bathroom structures. Uh, so like headed to Lincoln Parish Park today, I know there's bathrooms there. So that'll be nice to be able to hit up before I go. I have a very nervous stomach generally before, but once I get going, I'm pretty good. So I don't know. It's probably all TMI, but just the uh, perils of being a runner, I guess. All right. So while we're talking about bodily functions, thought I'd add in just another weird thing I'm experiencing this morning is my nose will not stop running and I can't stop sneezing. So I'm hoping that is going to kind of right itself before I get out on the run. But last night I somehow inhaled a mosquito through my nose and that has set everything just into, uh, I don't know, like overdrive up in my sinuses. But we were sitting outside. We had a fire in our fire pit. We were going to go to the uh, Sterlington football game. But Chad and I were both just super tired and we're like, you know, let's just go get something to eat and let's just go sit out on the back porch have the fire in the fire pit going. We can hear the game because it's so close. Our house is so close to the stadium. So we did that, but the mosquitoes were so bad. We had a citronella candle going. I had wiped down with a dryer sheet, which is actually pretty effective in keeping mosquitoes away. And we had the fire going. So I thought between those three things, it would keep them at bay. But I mean, every time you look down at your leg or arm, there'd be five, six mosquitoes on you. So we abandoned that pretty quickly and just went inside. But at one point, I just kind of, you know, like sucked in with my nose because I felt like I had something just tickling my nose. And there, it was a, something was in there, a mosquito, I think. And up it went. And I started sneezing and my nose was watering. And every time I'd sneeze or blow my nose, a different little piece of it would come out. And then I felt like part of it was maybe in my throat. So I don't know. It was crazy. And then this morning, still had some sneezing nose is running so I don't know how many times I've blown my nose and it's all you know just like clear so I don't think it's any sort of like sinus infection or anything it's gross I'm sorry but I brought just a roll, roll of toilet paper with me in the car and I've been blowing my nose periodically and I'll probably I've got a little Nathan uh, waste pack that I'm going to take out with me on the run put my key in uh, gel and I've got my mighty Spotify player but I'm also going to toss in my iPod shuffle just in case I want to switch over and listen to some podcasts because I've figured out the Mighty does not is not compatible with podcasts yet. So thankfully I've got two really small devices where I can have one for music, one for podcasts, and extend the battery life on both. But So that's the plan is to stick some uh, toilet paper in there as well. And then hopefully if I have to blow my nose, you know, I won't have to do it like on my shirt or something. But So that's the plan. Hopefully uh, things will dry up once I get going. 
want to give a quick shout out to the Runner's World Human Race podcast. I've been listening to the last episode on my drive in to the park, and that podcast is fantastic. It's all about human interest stories and that tie into running somehow. And I love stories like that. It's kind of like This American Life for Runners. Uh, but I'm super sad because Runner's World is canceling the show. So the most recent episode they posted is the last one. But it is so good. It basically is different than any of the other shows and that they've got. It's just people calling in, kind of sharing their running story. And it is so good. And it's really interesting. You know, if, if you are a runner, if you're not a runner, I think probably anyone can appreciate or can, you know, learn from listening to that and hearing just how running has imp- impacted people's lives in so many different ways. So, I don't know, I'm really sad that that show is ending because I really enjoyed it. I hope they'll keep the feed up on uh, iTunes for a little while. I'm trying to download. There, let's see, this. it's been going for two years, and I just started listening to it maybe about six months ago, but I've been going back through their archives, but I've not listened to them all yet. And so I'm going to uh, definitely try to get those in before they shut it down. So super sad to see that end, but I encourage you all to check it out. It's Human Race Podcast on uh, iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. It's uh, it's really good. Alright, I'm here at the park. It's 8 o'clock on the dot. Slight issue is they're having a mountain bike race today and tomorrow. So there's a ton of mountain bike mountain bikers on the trail and I asked the lady at the gate when I was coming in I was she said the mountain bike race is actually tomorrow but a lot of them are riding the course today and so I asked if it would be safe to run the trail and she was like I don't know she's like there's a lot of people out on mountain bikes and since it is a mountain bike trail I think kind of first and foremost and then a runners just use it as a running trail I'm kind of worried to get out on it and get be in their way. I definitely don't want to do that. So I'm kind of kicking myself because I didn't bring my road shoes. Um, and I thought about it, but I just didn't for whatever reason. But the great thing about this park is there's a ton of roads to run on, but I don't have the right shoes. So I don't know. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do. But... Um, next to the roads is just grass and so even if I don't get out on the trail I'm probably going to try to just do my run on the grass next to the road I don't know I'm not quite sure what's going to happen but I'm all the way out here I'm fueled up ready to go for 12 miles I got to get it in so just got to be flexible and uh we'll we'll see how it goes all right run is done I am smoked that was really tough but I'm glad we've got it done. I actually ended up only doing nine miles in two hours, so my pace was kind of off. I gotta keep reminding myself that running on trails, your pace is totally different than it is on the road. So whereas, like, I would think, okay, I gotta do 12 miles, I'm factoring for two hours. I just can't do that when I'm running trails. My pace is kind of right now around like 11:20, which seems super slow. But I'm hoping I can get it to like 10.30. And I'm thinking over the next several months, being out on trails regularly, I can hopefully get more confident in my footing, build up just cardiovascular endurance. All that will work together to bring that pace down. But, man, so I ended up being able to get on the trail. So even though there was this mountain bike thing going on, I was like, well, let me just run and just kind of see 
see what I can do, where I can do it. And that's a good thing about having to do something for 12 miles or for two hours is you can just kind of figure it out as you go. So I thought, well, let me get, um, let's see, I might have to check out up here at this little guard shack. Um, but I, let's see, I might hang on. But so anyways, I got on this service road and, um, let's see, I've got to figure out what's happening here. Got on a service road and let's see, do we have to pay again? Um, all right, let me see. Sorry for this. All right, good to go. So, okay, thank you. All right, I saw a car in front of me stop and get money, but I think he was just giving a donation. So, all right, so anyway, so for the trail, so I thought, well, let me just see kind of what I can do to not be in people's way. So I got on this service road that was like a gravel road, and I thought, well, I'll just take this, see where it goes. And that actually ended up popping me at the end of the trail so I got on that and realized that I was doing it backwards, but that was actually kind of the best case scenario because any mountain bikers coming, they were becoming at me rather than coming up behind me. So it's way easier to get out of someone's way when you can see them coming rather than just at the last minute hear them shout, you know, like on your left or something. So that actually worked out really well. So I just stayed on the trail as long as I could. And then anytime I would see signs pointing for the race course, I would just go the opposite way where there was a lot of caution tape kind of keeping them from going one way. So I would just go under that and get on the trail going that way. And so the whole time I only had three bikers pass me and that was like, I came up on them and they passed me going, we crossed paths. So that I felt like was pretty good. I saw a couple other runners and some walkers out there. So I didn't feel too bad about being in the way. And, um, but man, the first six miles, were really fun, were really good. You know, the whole time I was just trying to figure out kind of where I was going. And the good thing about these trails is really, you can kind of tell where you're at in the park the whole time because you're never that far from a road or the lake or the front gate. So there's kind of, you know, markers within the park that you can see from the trails to tell where you're at. So I, somehow I ended up perfectly like coming back out to where my car was parked at that little trailhead at 5.8 miles, so almost exactly halfway through, and I was getting low on water. Um, I needed to take a gel, I needed to go to the bathroom, just take a short pee break. So I got more water, went to the bathroom, took the gel, and then got back out there. And I could tell after just, you know, kind of being still for a few minutes that my legs were not feeling it going back out. So I started back out on the second loop and I just hit the wall. And the other thing I got to remember is when I'm coming out doing this is I've got to bring more fuel with me. So I had one gel and water and I thought that would be enough, but I need to really bring a couple of gels at least. And I should have eaten that little cliff bar, uh, before I got started. So, but I didn't cause I felt, I didn't feel hungry, but, uh, I think the toast banana peanut butter situation worked out really well. Didn't have any stomach distress, but I think it might not have been quite enough. So I got to find that balance but overall great run I'm going to grab some coffee gonna get iced latte get something to eat and then hit the road heading back uh, hated to cut it short at two hours but I got stuff to do today and I feel like overall got in a great workout I'm looking forward definitely to getting back out here and doing more runs at Lincoln Parish Park 
All right, leaving Parish Press, got my iced latte and a blueberry muffin. After a few sips of latte, I'm already feeling much better. But I had a real interesting conversation with a man. There was a man walking in. When I was walking in, he had a, probably in his 60s, I would say. I don't know. But he had uh, like a top knot, which I thought was kind of interesting. Is Everything else was shaved, but he had, you know, real long hair, but tied up in a bun on top of his head. And he or he was in front of me, so he ordered a uh, wedding cake flavored bulletproof coffee, which I, to me, kind of sounds like an oxymoron. But he was just telling me that he loves, you know, bulletproof coffee. He's on like a keto diet, and so he just got to talking. And I was like, you know, my husband does kind of like real low carb, high protein diet. And he's always trying to get me to do that, but I was like, my body just can't handle that. I had my gallbladder out a few years ago and I just cannot eat a lot of meat and I don't really like a lot of meat so I don't know it was just interesting I was telling him I was like you know he said he likes his sugar in his coffee and he when the drink was made he tried to get me to take a sip but I was like no sir you know I'm really not interested but thank you though it's like I like to eat my sugar uh rather than drink it but so that was just kind of a strange encounter overall but he was really nice he said his wife uh, eats like three fried eggs with bacon and cheese every morning. Her cholesterol's gone way down. And I was like, okay, you know, I know Rich Roll's probably cringing at the, uh, just thinking about all that, but I don't know. I definitely think there are health benefits to eating that way, but it, it's not appealing and it just doesn't work for me. And he was like, well, you know, real lean people like you, they just can't do that. So that was a compliment. I was like, I, that's probably not it. I definitely have fat stores to burn, but, um, all right. So now I'm trying to work my way back onto the interstate from wrestling. There's a lot of one-way streets, but I love wrestling. We, uh, my husband and I both went to college here and, but we, we have, uh, friends and family who live here. Uh, but we don't get over here nearly as often as we should. So I'm definitely trying to come over a good bit more to come to Lincoln Parish Park. And then they've got a Maker's Fair in October that we're going to try to go to. And our friend is opening up a, uh, our friends are opening up a brewery down here. So hopefully we'll be coming to Rustin more in the future. But heading home, just a few more thoughts on the run. So one thing that I really love, and I've talked about last week after my trail run in Monroe, is that with trail running, you're kind of focused on so many other things besides yourself that it's easy to not think about, you know, feeling fatigued or your legs being sore or getting a side stitch or anything like that because you're so focused on not falling. And this, uh, the trails out at Lincoln Parish are really rooty and pretty technical. I think I was on like an advanced course for a while, but I kept seeing signs saying beginner. I was like, oh gosh, if this is the beginner, then I've got a lot to learn. Um, but so pretty rooty. I stumbled three times, but never fell. I was able to catch myself every time. I was actually just reading a race report earlier this week about the Rocky 50, the, the race I'm going to be doing in February. And it was a man who said he did not train on trails at all. He just kind of on a whim was like, yeah, I'm going to go do that race. And he fell 50 times. And he said every time it was harder and harder to get back up. It's like, my God, 50 times. So I'm really trying to be cognizant of not falling um, in training. So hopefully during the race, won't have any falls. But the other thing is I was trying to, you know, keep my eyes down on the course, on the trail to watch for my footing, but then also keep my eyes up to watch mountain bikes coming or other people. And then because I was doing it backwards, but 
then you had squirrels running around, deer running around. Uh, I saw a lot of birds, deer. I didn't see any snakes. I saw on the Lincoln Parish Facebook page a few days ago, someone posted a picture of a snake, a coral snake they saw, which is kind of scary. But uh, and I try to keep up with the both the mountain bike trail in Monroe and the mountain or the Lincoln Parish Park Facebook pages to see if there's events going on like mountain bike races, um, you know, which there was today, but I didn't know anything about it. But that's all right. It all worked out fine. And actually, I feel like it helped me be a little bit more uh, aware of what was going on. I had music on, but I had it real low just so I could hear, you know, the, the gears and the tires, the chain spinning. Um, the first time I heard it, I thought it was a snake, like a rattlesnake, which I don't even think we have around here. But it was just the, someone's chain. So, headed home, uh, got a lot to do today, just different stuff around the house, cleaning the house. Okay, me again, uh, st still on the drive home, just got a lot of thoughts coming off the run. One thing I'm really looking forward to getting is my race pack, hydration pack, because today I definitely did not have enough water with me. I was just noticing my, I had my little handheld Nathan bottle, which carries about 16 ounces of water. So I had that out with me on the first six miles, drank the whole thing, and then when I came back to my car um, at about mile 5.8, I filled it back up with a bottle I had in the car, and then in, within the next 30 minutes, I had the whole, I drank the whole thing. So what it had taken me basically an hour and a half to drink, I took down in 30 minutes. So I definitely was feeling the sun. There's a lot of kind of exposed power line sections on the trail. It's just full sun, no shade. And my shirt was just, I mean, everything, my head to toe was just soaking wet with sweat. So I definitely did not have enough uh, water with me. So the, for the pack, so I put it on my Amazon wish list, Innovate Race Elite Pack. I love Innovate stuff. I actually was wearing an Innovate shirt today, and I got an Innovate jacket in the mail yesterday. They were having a big summer clearance, and I wanted to take advantage of that. And I got a really good deal on one of their really light uh, rain jackets. And just knowing that it's probably going to be cold and possibly rainy for, for most of my training throughout the winter, um, I thought, you know, this would be a good thing to invest in. I've got it on stuff like 50 bucks. I think it's normally like 140, 150. So that was a definitely a good deal and it fits really well. So I'm excited about that. But anyway, so the pack I'm looking to get is Innovate Race Elite. I put it on my Amazon wish list and I think my mother-in-law may have gotten me that for my birthday, which is coming up in early October. So I'm super excited, and hopefully I will get that, because um, <laughs> it says someone bought it. So I'm hoping I'll get that for my birthday so I can start training with it. But And I know it may seem a little ridiculous to go out for like a shorter, you know, 12 to 15 mile run with a race pack. But one, I want to get used to carrying the weight and just having something on me like that. I've never used anything like that. Two, I want to be able to carry water and fuel with me. So it's got two soft flasks in these uh, two like front, uh, two pockets on the front strap. So you get a water in one and I'm going to put fuel in the other. And when I say fuel, I don't mean like gasoline or anything like that. That's what a lot of runners and bikers call their like liquid nutrition basically. So what I really like is a mix of the Gatorade blue powder, like Glacier Freeze, I think it's called, and Hornet Juice, which is the stuff I get from uh, New Zealand. Uh, it may or may not be illegal in the United States. No, I think it's fine. But it's basically this amino acid uh, kind of based off the 
uh, saliva of a hornet. I think killer hornet, Japanese killer hornet, something like that. I don't know. But it, it's basically just supposed to help you kind of tap into your um, energy reserves and just kind of burn energy like a diesel engine would. And it is awesome. I love that stuff. And it tastes really good. It's kind of got a grapefruit flavor. That mixed with Gatorade is really good. But I also want to try out some Tailwind Nutrition. Um, I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard some people love it, some people hate it. But it's basically just a powder, kind of electrolyte mix that you uh, mix in. gives you calories. So it's fuel on the go. Um, a lot of races have it on course, which is why I want to test it out and see if see if I like it, see if my stomach handles it. Uh, liquid calories are a really good way to fuel during a race because it's just easier for the body to absorb than gels or solid foods. But you can only take so much liquid. So it's kind of finding that right balance for you of, you know, gels, chews, solid stuff, liquid fuel. And you need a pack to carry all that stuff. So, um, so I'm excited to hopefully get that in the next month or so and try that out. All right, it is Saturday afternoon, about 3.15. Chad, what are we doing? We're going to see It. I really want to see It, and Chad cannot understand why, because I don't like scary movies at all. You don't like, you don't like any movies about unbelievable things, which is about three-quarters of all movies. <laughs> That's true, but this is very believable. <laughs> A clown that lives in the sewers. Yeah, it's believable. Well, it's kind of based around like real life, like real people in a real neighborhood, real town. It's not space or the future. <laughs> so that's why I like it. But one, I do not I don't remember that the original one was a mini series. I thought it was just like one movie altogether, but apparently it was like a four part miniseries. And what's terrifying is that your parents let you watch it. Yes, yeah, so it was the first scary movie I ever saw. It was at a sleepover, maybe like a birthday party, but the first, and that night we watched Silver Bullet with, uh, I think that had Gary Busey in it before he went crazy, and then It. And I remember being terrified, but also really liking it. And so when this new one came out, I was like, I really want to see that because I just remember the first one, you know, kind of enjoying it. So headed to the movie. We're both excited about popcorn and Coke in the movie. And so we'll check back in with a review on the way home.